Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. guys, this is Beth Capici, and today I am excited to be talking about the topic of nutrition. And I, as usual, have been debating about what to call this. One of the topics is, or one of the titles is things I wish I'd known earlier about blood sugar. And another is 10 tricks for healthier nutrition. So before I get started, I'll give you a little intro. Um, I may sound like a goody two shoes or a health fanatic here, but I'm actually not a perfectionist about nutrition. I really try not to be extreme about it, but I really am very passionate about topics related to nutrition because I'm understanding more and more the implications of blood sugar, nutrition, and things like that. So I recently had lunch with a colleague who is a wellness nurse coach. And I'll tell you a little bit more about wellness nurse coaches. And whenever I get permission, I will share um, contact information if you want to consult my colleague, um, Teresa Parks. Um, She is a nurse, an RN, and a nurse coach. And she's also a BSN, which I think that's a bachelor's in nursing. I'll have to check on that. But apparently there are only about 4,000 wellness nurse coaches in the world. So anyway, I'll get back to that later. But I am certainly not a perfectionist about this. I have some good habits and I have some not so healthy habits. I have probably been overweight for most of my adult life, slightly overweight, few times I was more than slightly overweight and a few random times I was probably right around my healthy weight um, that a doctor would suggest. And one of those times was when I was running half marathons and doing sprint triathlons. And one time I was underweight in 10th grade. I had an eating disorder for about six or eight months. And I'll probably talk about that sometime soon. I actually have a guest who is willing to come. And I just actually met her last night. I went to a talk on addictions. And I'm hoping to get the author of the best-selling book, who was speaking on my podcast as well. And his daughter had an eating disorder. So I'll tell you about that later as well. So anyway, back to the point. My worst weight 
time was the five years after I had my three children. I was exhausted, overwhelmed, and I really felt like I didn't have time to exercise. My self-care was basically non-existent for about five years. And as I'm learning about nutrition and just the body, I really want to share what I'm learning with other people and what I wish I had known sooner or done sooner. Sometimes I did know what I should have been doing and just didn't have the self-control. And other times I really just didn't understand the implications and why they were so important on topics like this, blood sugar and how it affects your mood and just general health and well-being. So the bottom line is I would like to help others not make many of the same mistakes that I have and also help their children learn healthy habits as early as possible. One really quick, I guess, piece of advice that I am convinced would lower the obesity rates by, I don't know, I almost think 20%, but is to just get children to drink water, more water. And truly water is all we really need to drink. But when I Googled the healthiest drinks, the Harvard School of Public Health said the top three healthiest drinks are water, coffee, and tea, of course, unsweetened. So anyway, okay. So I thought I would start off with a short quiz just for fun and to pique your interest. So think about these questions. It's just going to be like maybe four, four or five. Let's say you're going to eat a cup of broccoli and a cup of pasta for lunch. Do you think your blood sugar spikes more if you eat the pasta first or the broccoli first? So give you a minute to think about that. My friend Teresa Parks, when I had lunch with her, showed me some charts with the blood sugar spikes and the glucose spikes and You might have guessed right. If you eat the broccoli first, your blood sugar does not spike um, nearly as much. It's significantly higher spike if you eat the pasta first. So second question, let's say you're going to eat a tuna fish sandwich for lunch. Would your blood sugar spike more if you ate the tuna fish first and then had the two pieces of bread later? or if you just ate it all together in a sandwich. So again, there is a significant difference and a lower spike if you eat the protein first and then separately eat the bread later. So, and I'll explain a little bit more, um, but to be honest, I mean, I'm a psychologist. I'm not a nutritionist. So I'm really just trying to teach you a little bit about what I've been learning, but I, I have some nutritionist friends, dietitian friends, and then of course, Teresa Parks, who really specialize in this. And um, Teresa has gotten a lot of her information from a book called The Glucose Revolution, Um, And the subtitle is called The Life-Changing Power of Balancing Your Blood Sugar by Jessie Inkalspe. I'm not sure how to pronounce her name or Inkalspe. Anyway, um, I'll spell that later and I'll include it in the description. But okay, next one. But a lot of this did come from that book. Um, Teresa Parks is a huge fan of this book. So third question. 
What do you think would be the difference if you ate an orange versus drinking a small glass of orange juice? Let's say eight or 10 ounce glass of orange juice. Which one do you think would spike your sugar more or would it be equal? So here we go again. If you eat the orange, your blood sugar will be way lower, less of a spike than if you drink the juice. And um, basically one little key point to what I'm saying so far is fiber slows down the absorption of the sugars and glucose. Protein slows digestion. So thinking about you know, a glass of juice doesn't really have fiber. You're not chewing anything. But when you're chewing the orange and all that fiber and the, the um, oh, I forget what you call it, but the skin and, uh, and all that, it, you know, really slows everything down. So, okay, third one. I mean, fourth one. What foods get your metabolism started and help you digest and break down your food? So there are probably lots that you could talk about here, but one is apple cider vinegar. That's one of the hacks that is listed on a handout that I was shown by Teresa Parks, clever hacks. And um, basically also lemons, like even putting lemon juice either on your vegetables or in your soup or in your water, that can really help break down food and just kind of regulate your blood sugar. So if you want to Google any of this information and learn more, please, please do that. One thing I Googled was how and why does apple cider vinegar help you? And the doctors say that it makes you feel fuller or more satiated. It lowers your blood sugar and it reduces your insulin levels. I have to laugh at myself here a little bit and tell you that I have bought apple cider vinegar many times. I even had the greatest intentions. I brought a bottle to work and I have a bottle at home and I'm guessing that probably sat in the fridge for about five years and I probably only drank it with water. You dilute it with a lot of water, maybe a tablespoon. You can Google that as well um, and drink it before your meals. And I probably did it five times and then just kind of let the, the bottle sit. I'm not even sure it expires. It probably lasts for a very long time because of the vinegar. Um, I even have a bottle of apple cider. I'm looking at it now. Apple, apple cider vinegar tablets here at the office, um, thinking I would remember to do that before my meals. And I rarely do that. So... I do understand it's hard and, and I think a lot of us have really good intentions and we just don't follow through on them. So um, I already mentioned the drinks, two or three of the best drinks you can consume. One other question, what foods feed the good bacteria in your stomach? And you can really look into, I've been into probiotics for a very long time and I've encouraged family friends and clients to take probiotics to help with digestion. I don't know as much about prebiotics, but I did Google that. And some of the foods, well, what do you think are some of the foods that feed good bacteria in your stomach? I would have probably failed that question or not gotten that one right. Um, so some of the things that popped up was actually a pretty long list, including Jerusalem artichokes, asparagus, 
um, dark chocolate, honey, bananas, maple syrup, legumes. Um, I think there were a few more, but you can Google that as well. I tried to remember those kind of have like living cultures in them. And a lot of them have like a, a smell to them. Um, you know, dark chocolate can be pretty stinky, but it's delicious. Okay. So a few other kind of hacks or tips, um, that sort of just, I don't know, kind of trail off of what I was just asking you and talking about. So remember the order of what you eat matters. One interesting thing that I learned from Teresa was that don't ever eat dessert by itself. It's not really too bad on your blood sugar to eat dessert after a healthy meal because, again, the protein and the vegetables will slow down the absorption of the sugars. But if you just eat dessert by itself, it is going to really spike your sugar, which will then lead to a dip and that affects your energy levels, it affects your moods. And, you know, when you ask yourself, why does blood sugar matter? Um, what's the big deal with blood sugar? Even just looking at the front cover of this book, The Glucose Revolution, um, it says, stop cravings and get your energy back. So those are really two of the big pieces. And then I wrote a few other um things down. Um, one interesting bit of information I also learned is that most people who have a really high glucose or maybe diabetes type two, they have been out of whack with their blood sugar for about 10 years before they develop diabetes. So you really have a lot of time to kind of get it together, um, kind of warning signs, and you can turn things around before you develop the insulin resistance which is really kind of tricky for me to understand. Um, so let's see. Okay. Last few things I want to say, start your day with protein, not carbohydrates. So for breakfast, maybe, you know, eggs or <clears throat> turkey bacon or sausage. Um, drink again, a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar before meals. And then another really important thing that you could do is to walk for 10 minutes after lunch and dinner. It helps get the glucose into your muscles, which I guess would mean that there's less in your bloodstream. So your blood sugar wouldn't be as high. Um, I'm trying to see what else I've left off. So... Okay, so just remembering to coat your intestines with fiber or protein before eating carbs really does slow down the absorption. And you just kind of want a smoother, steadier energy level. So carbohydrates and processed foods may feel really great in the short term, and they give you this big spike of energy. And But really, it's, a, it's like a huge spike that isn't healthy, and then it's followed by an unhealthy dip. And you just kind of want steady energy and consistent energy and not just the really simple food that has low nutrition and it really doesn't fuel your body. So I think that's about it. Um, and I really will follow up with getting a nutritionist or dietitian and hopefully Teresa Parks in to explain more of this later. Um, so hopefully this gives you a few ideas of things you can do to improve your life. And please, please drink lots of water. And 
If you have children, the sooner the better. You can start them with just drinking water and not. I also like to remind people to think about how many grams of sugar you're supposed to eat or have per day. And last I checked, I think it was about 25 grams for females and maybe 40 or so for males. You'll have to Google that. But I don't talk to my children. I have three teenagers. I don't talk to them about their weight almost ever. But I will say, how much sugar have you had? Can you look at how much sugar is in that Sprite or how much sugar is in that, um, you know, candy and trying to just really make them aware of, wow, I just had a whole day's uh, amount of allowed sugar in one drink. So I probably shouldn't have any more sugar today. So I think that's a really good way to keep your kids from becoming obsessed with weight and just really being more about health and knowing why sugar isn't good and knowing that why glucose levels are important. So, um, Anyway, um, yeah, so one more time, The Glucose Revolution, great book to check out. And um, the author's name is Jessie, J-E-S-S-I-E. And I'm probably mispronouncing her, I think, last name. In Cowspe, it's I-N-C-H, like inch, A-U-S-P-E. Um, anyway, thanks for listening. Have a great day.